Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And this is Brian Belter. So yesterday we really enjoyed our roundtable discussion, so we decided to stick with the format. So uh, welcome back, guys. Hello, I'm Gene Camfield. And Mary Camfield. And Liz Belter. <coughs> again, thank you guys for coming back and doing this again. I love the inside of the roundtable. Absolutely. It's fun. It and blast. what better episode to have some extra people talking mm-hmm. than the Ten Commandments. <laughs> so today, Brian will lead us off by reading Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. And they stood far off, and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but... Do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the people of Israel, You have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven, You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourselves gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stones. For if you wield your tool on it, you profane it. And you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. I think when you think of Exodus, uh, you think of like the plagues, and then of course you 
think of the Ten Commandments. I mean, it's we're here at one of the... For a lot of people, this is almost the last thing they really take in from Exodus. Yeah. Certainly, whenever we have our, you know, our more cursory scripture readings for church and whenever we do Bible studies uh, that aren't quite as in-depth as what we've been doing. Uh, you know, Ten Commandments are definitely touched on, and I mean, it's one of the pivotal moments in our church's life. This is the meat and potatoes it really is. Of, the, of the story of Exodus, and really of the Old Testament as we know it. I mean, this is where we kind of go from the early history of the God's people, and now it is established. These are the laws. You're living by these. And that's the last covenant that's made, really, until we come to Jesus. And that's thousands of years later. So this is a really pivotal <laughs> moment in the story of God's people. I'm always struck when I read through them <clears throat> how like being a parent God is in that it's all for their protection. Every single one of mm. them, even to the respect that they are to show for God. Because how many of us have not allowed our kids to speak to us in a certain way? You know, that you... I remember my father would never let me call my mother she. If he'd say, well, who told you that? If I said, well, she, and he goes, who's she? She's your oh, mother. Mother told me that. Yes. So we always huh. had to use a certain amount of respect with our parents. And God is saying, because I am God, you will respect me, and the rest of this is all for your protection. Yeah, those are the first few commandments there. That's, that's what they're about. First mm-hmm. three. These are th- first three of our relationship with God. Yeah, I do always love that the he starts out. This is who I am, this is how you're going to respect me, and this is what's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And then we throw in the Sabbath day. And that's kind of the transition mm-hmm. from, I'm the holy holy, this is what you need to do regarding me. Mm-hmm. This is the Sabbath day, you know, the, the holy day in relation to you and I. And now here's the more earthly commandments to say, this is these are the ground rules, this is what needs to be done in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. I mean, how many times have I read through the commandments or heard the commandments or uh, all the time all the time <laughs> i never really thought about that you know there's a couple that yeah that are in relation to how we are to be treating god but then the rest is how we should be treating each other yes I, i've never really thought about that like that that's why again when you think about the new testament and when the uh, disciples are asking jesus which commandment's the greatest what's the greatest commandment he breaks it down uh, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. That includes all of these. All of them. Boom, it sure done. does. So, again, uh, the Jews, you know, the Israelites started here with these Ten Commandments. We all kind of know a little bit when we get to the time of Jesus that, especially these Pharisees, these rabbinical groups, there's thousands of these laws on the books now that they have to follow. But then Jesus comes along and says, Love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. You're done. And yet we still can't do it. Nope. There's a, just, treat your neighbor <laughs> as you would treat yourself. And we just it's like what we blow it out of the water every single day. It's what we talked about day. yesterday, that everything got, Jesus comes and flips everything upside down. Mm-hmm. Everything gets so complicated, so many, so many laws to follow. And we know that we're not even going to follow the simplest of laws. Then Jesus says, you know what, you have these thousands of of laws that have come down through the, the generations and that are written in the Torah, the Old, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, nope, these two. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> and the Jews still complicate it. Um, that book that I had referred to earlier, uh, the Prager book about Exodus, mm. is that he still they still see God as very conditional. You know, if you do this, you're okay. But if you don't do this, then I'm through with you. Which I thought was really interesting. I'm thinking that the Jews still favor that conditional type of relationship. That's something we need to look out for, too, with a lot of modern, well, especially American, a modern American Christianity. There's a lot of push nowadays mm-hmm. on what has been called prosperity gospel, where it's mentioned that if you do these things, you will receive good things. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works. No. Our works do not give us anything. No. Now, there are fruits of the Spirit. There are there are great things that can come from the Spirit, but they're not conditional upon what we do. And I think that's something that we need to remember, because there's a it's an easy trap to fall into mm-hmm. to say, if I just am a good person, I'm going to get that job. If I pray harder to Christ, I will be healed. That's not the, that's not the way it works. There's no, there's no guarantee. Um, and again, that's kind of what we, what we see through uh, a lot of those, those, the same way the Jews act with the, with the laws that they have. I see a lot of mercy, too, in, in a lot of this, in the whole story, actually, going back to the other chapters. God came to them, you know? He picked them. They hadn't done anything. They didn't ask for him. They, mm-hmm. they weren't looking to be a treasured, treasured people. He came and he said, you are going to be mine, which is also the way the Holy Spirit works with us, is that he chose us, you know, which doesn't even make any sense most days <laughs> because we we weren't looking for him. It's true. It's nothing. I mean, how many times do we, we hear this from the pulpit, especially? It's nothing that we do. We do <laughs> not have any effect on our own salvation whatsoever. It's the work of the Holy Spirit within us. We, we can't even believe in what we're supposed to believe in, the one simple fact. We can't even do that without the Holy Spirit. All we need is believe that Jesus Christ is Lord died on the cross, rose again, absolved us of our sins. That's all we need to believe, and we can't yeah. even do that without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yep. We are broken, <laughs> broken people. It's awesome. So well, back to the Ten Commandments. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> Just got to go down the rabbit hole every now and again. <laughs> no, it's a good thing to kind of flush these things out, actually. Well, I mean, what do we break ourselves against? We break ourselves against attempting to uphold the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and that's where we break. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, just sitting here, letting my mind, my mind wander, I've probably broken seven of these things just sitting here right now. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Makes you feel a little, uh, a little bad about yourself when you really start to think <laughs> well, about it. Well, and you know, there's certainly that reasonable fear of God, and you see it in the scripture here. The people who are yeah. fearful of God, they, you know, Moses had gone up to talk to him. And they're witnessing the crashes and thunders as Mo- as God speaks with Moses. And when he comes back down, they're like, you know, let's have you keep talking to him. Yeah, where it's read, you know, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. So seeing all this, like you were saying, Kevin, the thunder and the flashes of lightning and this trumpet sound. Okay, I see that. I, I believe you now. God is God is there. We see him. He's great. He's powerful. <laughs> Why don't why don't you just keep talking to him and then tell us what he said? 
we're we're good. We'll we'll just stay down here, and you and you go. It's <laughs> pretty overwhelming stuff. I, I mean, again, they have been waiting for this. They've been asking for it. They've been wanting a god that's there. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, we've seen many times going back all the way to their time in captivity, slavery. God help us. God be with us. God show yourself to us. Well, he's showing them right here, and they're, and like, they're like, "Whoa, this is too much." <laughs> we don't want to see that. that how ama- Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and again, here we go again. We're brought right back again to Christ. That He's an actual, you know, comes into human existence, and again is accessible to people. Mm-hmm. We can and, touch him. We can talk to yes. him. We can. And then we're left with look this, upon him. And when, when when Christ ascends, and we're left with His Spirit, it's with us, around us, in us, every day. And we're allowed that access. It's just that's amazing the the kind of transition that we see from there's the there's God on that mountain there. I'm super afraid and in awe of him. Moses, you be my intercess, intercessory person. <laughs> to Christ coming down, I can actually see this guy now. I can look in face to face to the Holy Spirit being left indwelling in us all the time. What a what a wonderful progression of uh, of mercy. I, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a big change from what we had been reading previously, where we were concerned that uh, they would be so curious that they would rush the mountain to see mm. what's going on. Good uh, point. And point. now all of a sudden they're pushing mm-hmm. Moses out there in front of him and say, you go talk to him, we'll stay back here. Shows that human condition once again that I'm sure that they're realizing their sin. Mm-hmm. How can they how can they how can they approach this if they are such fallen creatures? And that's where that fear comes from, I think, is that they, they kind of realize, ooh, uh, we're not worthy of this. It kind of reminds me, too, of like a like a parent-child kind of relationship in that when you know you've done something wrong, you hide. You hide from your parents. <laughs> you, you don't want to go... Because fi- so you know that they know that you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I just... I remember doing that. I remember... I'll, if I go hide in my bed or hide in my closet, Brian, I won't... can you go see what mom and dad want? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll go see, because I know you're in trouble. Yeah, it, that, I, I don't know, that just struck me just right then when you said that, so Dean. That, yeah, it's kind of that. <laughs> and yet it's strange that years later, they'll take great pride in how well they keep the law. Even from the days mm. of my youth, I have kept the law. Uh, True, we see, again, as we saw the changes of uh, the the Lord's relationship with with us, you know, as we talked about, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that relationship. We also see a little more, over those years, we see that confidence of the the Jewish people, the Israelites. They kind of do, some, some of them, as we read in Scripture, get a little full of themselves on how, how great they are mm-hmm. at obeying that law. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jesus comes in and says, hypocrite, be <laughs> well, gone. And you see a little bit of... You know, the Lord not necessarily concerning himself with vanity and oh, yeah, things a good point. like that. When you move into the laws about the altars, uh, that was at the end of this. Yeah, that last little section there. I, I don't remember that from my early days of, you know, Sunday school studying Mm-mm. the Ten Commandments. But Kevin, well, because, you know. I mean, if you think about it, we no longer need to make sacrifices. The ultimate sacrifice has already been made for mm. us. So it's interesting to delve into this portion of Scripture and see the way things used to be done, but it's no longer a necessity for us to build altars to sacrifice upon because Jesus has already made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you even see here that the the Lord, he, he makes an emphasis that he wants no gods made of silver to be with him, no other gods of gold, 
uh, because you remember during these times, polytheism was very prevalent, uh, far more prevalent than monotheism. But he also mentions that he wants the altar to be an altar of earth or unhewn stone, something simple. He, he didn't need mm. he didn't need that flash of vanity in this instance. He did, God, our God is not ostentatious. He does not need that got that gold and silver, you know, of, a, of an image of, of a God. You know, we've all, we've read and heard before that, you know, a statue of a God is not a God. It will fall. It will, it'll tarnish. It will rust. It will fade away. True God, the living God, is that thunder, lightning, trumpet that's never going to cease. So then you see, when you see later on, like the Pharisees being full of themselves because they they keep the word so well, uh, they toe the line so perfectly, it makes perfect sense that Jesus would point to them and be like hypocrites. (laughs) Mm. So they've made an idol of the law (laughs) instead of... Good point, Mm -hmm. Gold star. (laughs) (laughs) I was just rereading this last verse here where it says, And you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. I, when we, you know, when, I guess when Brian first read that, I didn't really take that in, but now rereading it, I'm like, he's even saying, there's, there's not even going to be a place for you to go and put yourself on display for everyone saying, look how bad I am and look at all the sins that I've committed. And he's like, we won't do that. We won't expose your... Mm. Your shamefulness. Oh wow! The fact that there, like that, to me, it says love as well. You know, mm. I, wa- I want you to to come to me and 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 do make these offerings, but I'm not gonna point you out to the, you know to the crowd. Oh wow! Mm. Also, be saying uh, that he doesn't want these steps up to the altar for someone like a Pharisee. Going up there and displaying themselves, like sure. look at me, sure. I'm making a, I'm making a sacrifice. Everybody uh, look upon me. At how good of a follower I'm, doing. I'm, do, I'm being. <laughs> good point. <clears throat> All right, that was a lot of great discussion today, guys. That was that was awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, as we're uh, wrapping up today, we want to do our uh, mention of our Lenten services that we have this week. We have one today. Oh, we do. Today is Wednesday, so. Uh, if you're listening to this early, don't forget you can come in at 11 a.m. today uh, for worship or this evening at 7 p.m. And then something happens before 7 p.m. Could it be a dinner? A dinner, a dinner. yes. Yeah. We're having our, this, what is this, the second to last? Oh, gosh. We've only got two more Lenten dinners I left. So. This one's a... Uh, so, come partake, 545 yep. up at Holy Cross. Also, don't forget, though, that during this Lenten season, we do still have our weekend services going on. Saturday night at 5 p.m. And then every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. service, as well as 10.30 a.m. service, with an hour-long Bible study instructional period starting at 9.15 each Sunday morning. And Sunday school for the kiddos. That's it. As always, uh, ending our daily podcast, we would like you all to join us in a short prayer. Lord, I always like to wrap this up with thanking you for bringing us together And truly thank you for bringing this roundtable group together. It's been certainly a joy. As much as I have enjoyed speaking with Brian over these last few weeks, having other members join us in these conversations is truly a blessing. Today we saw you deliver the Ten Commandments to your chosen people. 
And though we know that we have no hope whatsoever of fulfilling even one of these commandments, we thank you for laying out this groundwork for how we are to approach you, how we are to approach your Sabbath day, and how we are to approach our fellow man. Though we attempt and fail, know that we always have these commandments on our minds and attempt to do the best we can. Thankfully, though, you sent your son to offer up a final sacrifice, an even simpler connection to us, an even simpler commandment. Though we fail that oft times as well, we know that through the grace of his sacrifice, we are saved. Thank you, dear Lord. Amen. 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 And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder... All scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.